Hey Branches, it's Colin, and it's Monday, February 26th. Uh, We're continuing our reading of Mark's Gospel, and I hope you had a great weekend as we make our way into chapter 6 of this biography of Jesus. And today, I kind of want to drill down into some concepts that we see, maybe some common threads or themes, some ideas worth digging into for your own discipleship and following of Jesus, the universal call that Jesus has for everyone's life, kind of a challenge I have for people who think Jesus only calls a certain amount and a certain group of people. Maybe a simple model of discipleship that I borrow from John Mark Comer that we kind of see illustrated here. Some qualities, again, coming up over and over again for Jesus. His wisdom, his authority, his power, the wonder he evokes, and who is who, what his identity is. And finally, this idea of, of leadership, of keychain leadership that Jesus hands to his disciples and maybe hands to us. So we're in Mark chapter 6 today. I'm glad that you're listening wherever you are. We're going to read the first 13 verses of Mark chapter 6. So hear this. He left that place and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. On the Sabbath day, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astounded. And they said, Where did this man get all this? What is this wisdom that has been given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Then Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honor, except in their hometown, and among their own kin, and in their own house. And he could do no deed of power there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then he went about among the villages teaching, and he called the twelve and began to send them out two by two, and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. And he ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals, and not to put on two tunics. He said to them, Wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. If any place will not welcome you, and they refuse to hear you as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that all should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. Jesus goes home. I don't know what that kind of brings up in your own mind, your own spirit, your own heart about returning to your hometown. Maybe maybe you're a native Houstonian, so you're already in your hometown. Or maybe you miss your hometown. Or maybe you're like, I never want to go back. Jesus isn't warmly welcomed in his own hometown. And he has like some specific words from the Bible, from the prophet Isaiah, to kind of refer to his experience in his hometown. Prophets are not without honor except in their hometown and among their own kin and in their own house. I kind of boil this down to like people seeing him that the, as the, the hometown boy who went crazy. Like not the one who went away and made a lot of money or not the one who went away and became a celebrity, though Jesus did, but the one who went away and became like a religious fanatic. And then we get this interesting detail that I was kind of struck by, and I hadn't maybe not noticed it before, that it says he he could not do deeds of power there. Not that he just didn't want to, or he decided not to, but he couldn't, had an inability to. If you look at this same story or this kind of parallel text in Matthew 13, 58, it says he didn't because of their unbelief, but here in Mark it says that he couldn't do deeds of power there, and he was amazed at their unbelief. Kind of two descriptions. Couldn't do something there, and all the people there didn't believe. I think Matthew's kind of smoothing over here in Matthew thirteen fifty eight is actually 
what Mark is trying to get at, that he couldn't do it because it wouldn't do any good. Deeds of power we know from Jesus, the wonders that he works and the healings that he does point back to his identity. Jesus is essentially saying by not doing deeds of power there that it wouldn't work anyway. <laughs> uh, and he's they're mutually amazed. Jesus is amazed by their unbelief, and they're amazed at well, whatever is going on with him. Is he crazy? Is he real? Is he actually the son of God? Uh, they don't like it. Well, then while he's in his hometown, he kind of does a commissioning. And he sends out six pairs of the 12. They go two by two, and he kind of gives them some instruction to travel light. That really you have one task. There's a simplicity to it. And I'm, I'm struck by the fact that it says uh, that, that, that all should repent. That all should um, tell people about the kingdom. That, that first sermon that Jesus preaches, repent for the kingdom of his, is at hand. And that all should repent. I, I use this as maybe kind of a proof text. I probably need to put it in better context before I use it as a proof text, but it does really tell me that from the beginning of Jesus's mission, from the beginning of his ministry, from the beginning of his preaching, the message was for all people, not a certain group of people, despite the fact that kind of the parables confound and, and kind of encircle a certain group of people, they're to tell every person they encounter to repent. Also, we get a, a, a picture of Jesus's uh, keychain leadership, I'll call it. And so uh, in, in this leadership, he hands over things that he's done, the authority that he's been given by God to his disciples. And we know even to disciples that would betray or deny him. Also, I, I want to draw our attention to kind of what the disciples are modeling for us here. Uh, John Mark Comer says the role of a disciple, and not just of Jesus, but any disciple of a rabbi or actually anything that we are disciples under, a figure, a person, an idea, an ideology, has three goals. Let's put it in terms of following Jesus. To be with Jesus, to be like Jesus, and to do what Jesus did, in parentheses, if he were me. We see the disciples do all three of those things. Uh, They're with him. You can see over and over again in Mark, immediately they followed him. There's that word immediately again. Right after that, they followed him. They're around him. They go in the boat with him. They where they find him when he kind of, kind of tries to get alone by himself. They go with him to his hometown. They follow him everywhere. They're with Jesus. Be in close proximity to Jesus. They're like Jesus. They want to adopt his qualities. There's kind of this magnetism about him. They're like, I want to be like that. I want to be a fisher of people just like him. And then here, Jesus instructs them specifically to do what he did. Heal people, share the good news of the gospel, tell people to repent, and anoint people with oil and and heal them. Do what Jesus did. I think Jesus is calling us to do that very thing. Maybe not deliver people from demons, though, if you're into that. uh, Maybe maybe try to do that. Uh, But (laughs) at any rate, Jesus is calling us to be with him, to be like him, and to do what he did. And it's a really a helpful model of discipleship for me as I kind of seek my own way to follow Jesus. And here in Mark's gospel, we get kind of an explicit sense that that's what Jesus wants his disciples to do. Maybe today, as you kind of chart out this new week, you can find ways in your own life that you can draw closer to Jesus to be with him, that there's maybe facets of your character that you want to sharpen to be more like him. And maybe there's something from your reading today or in the past several days, or as you look forward into Mark, that you can imitate that you can take from Jesus' own life, that you can do what he did. That's my challenge for you, and it's an ongoing, lifelong challenge to be with Jesus, to be like Jesus, and to do what he did. I'm praying for you and with you in that endeavor. I'm trying to do it myself. Any way I can be a resource to you in being with Jesus, like Jesus, doing what he did, 
hope I can be there for you and help you in any way. Uh, With all that, thanks for listening today as we continue to read through Mark's gospel together.